This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Nineteen Twelve Exiles podcast, podcast for the fans by the fans. Joining me tonight is the Slam poet Ian Street. Hey, hi everyone. Brief one from us tonight, just kind of covering off the upcoming games. Fair to say, Ian, that you were a little bit underwhelmed by the appointment of Cochlin. Has he managed to change your opinion after after five points from three games? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, I. You know, as the, all the poetry fans out there will know, I was not a fan of uh, getting rid of Robry after slightly less than a year. Um, and I think it's already interesting that, that Cocco or Cochlin or Cocky or whoever we're calling him, um, he's already made some comments, hasn't he, saying it'll take a few windows before he can get the team playing how he wants and the players in. Um, I think we'd all agree with that. That's what we said about Robry. I'll need a few windows. He never got it. Um, will we be here in a year's time um, with a new manager, or is Coughlin going to, you know, survive that early, that that that, you know, get through this first year and, and take us onwards? Um, I think the signs are positive. Into perhaps he's maybe got he's got the blend of the pragmatism and the idealism, maybe that that James didn't have. Um, you know, we have been quite pragmatic, haven't we, in the early the the, the first few games. We'd have all accepted unbeaten in the first three. And by all accounts, we could have put more points on the board, particularly at Northampton, I think, where, you know, we missed some really good chances in that first half and could have been, you know, comfortably two or three up and put the put the game to bed. So, you know, positive. But obviously let's let's it's the last time I'll mention Robry, but he he started on fire as well, didn't he? Winning at the gas early doors and getting us moving. So it's early days, but you've got to say um, he looks decent. And I think the bit that interests me, to be honest with you, Reese, is that a lot of people say, oh, you'll play a bit of hoofball. And, you know, that's what the gas the gas was saying, weren't they? And, you know, the Mansfield fans weren't happy about him. But his last managing post was at Chef United under 23s, wasn't it, I think? And didn't he win the league with them? Um, 
I seem to I seem to recall that's what he did. And now you can't win a league with under twenty three players playing football, can you? You're going to there's going to be some interesting stuff going on there, which also also indicates that he can has an affinity with young players and with developing people, which is which is all good as well. So it could be a very shrewd appointment by the board. I'm really glad we didn't go for Cooper. I've got to put that on record. Didn't want him anywhere near the club. This guy, he seems like a decent guy, doesn't he? I don't know too much about him. Plymouth fans rave about him when he played for them. Let's see what he can do. I wish it was still Robbery in charge, but I know a minority in that, and I'm, I'll fully get behind Coco. See what he can do. Yeah, he made some good noises, actually, about... Um his time at Sheffield United and makes me think that he's not one of these managers who just can, he's set in his ways. So he's, he's got his style and that's what he sticks to. I think he's, he's had a bit of managerial experience in the league, but he's also then gone into kind of the youth management and maybe developed further. And now he's coming back into the senior management and, uh, you know, maybe trying things a little bit different to it, to his previous tenures. He's yeah. The, I think that I, I, I'd agree with that. I think that's really positive. I think it's a really positive sign that, He's been pretty consistent, hasn't he? He's picked the same 11 for his first three games. Next week, we have three games uh, within a week. Do you, do you think it's time to shuffle the deck and get some of those players who uh, have been on the fringes into the side, your likes of your Aaron Lewis's and Drysdale's? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been interesting, the, the, the team selection, hasn't it? In terms of, you know, that again, different from different from James, James who definitely liked to tinker at this season, didn't he? So we, you know, he has set us all out with a positive, um, positive intent of saying, you know, if you're in the team, you're sort of staying in the team until you, you know, you make a mistake or there's, you know, significant pressure from the bench. Which I, I personally, I don't have a problem with that. Um, whether the eleven he's put out will be the eleven, I, I'd have put hours. Well, it doesn't matter, does it? So that's what that's what we're all here to chat about. I think he will make some changes. Um, personally, I hope he doesn't make too many. I think it, I think it's really important that we get a good result in a cup, keep keep the momentum going. Um, I, I would make a few small changes. So I could see him, for example, bringing in Wilding rather than Wait, because he's, he's tended to start with Wait, hasn't he, and then bring in Wilding on on the sort of 65, 70 minutes. So maybe start with him, you know. Um I, I don't think there'd be any harm in giving Drysdale a run out, maybe instead of instead of Priestley, um, or even alongside him instead of Mickey. Give Mickey a rest. Um, we might talk about Priestley a bit more as we go on, but I mean, he was being, that was quite a bold call putting him in against John Akindi in that first game, and maybe the changes in the way we're playing at the back suits, you know, Priestley's game more than it did under James. You know, it's it's more. Um, more we're going to use the word pragmatic again isn't it it style's more pragmatic than the sort of um passing it along the back style that, that James I think it's writes. a simpler game he's asked to play he's asked to do defending first and foremost and he's not asked yeah. to uh, to provide too much in terms of playing the ball forwards um, mm. which which might suit him better he certainly seems to have a bit more confidence than uh, when I last saw him where he didn't really look up to the standard so it, hopefully he you know he continues to push on now yeah, I, I'd agree. I mean, I, I, I've seen him in the flesh a few times and he's he's looked at times fabulous and at times absolutely terrifying. Um, but certainly I was impressed with him against when he came up against Akindi, obviously not, not the most mobile of, of centre forwards, but a big lump who could give people problems. And he handled him really well. And he's gone on in the next two games and carried on in that vein, hasn't he? And as you say, keep it simple, you know, win your aerial duels, get the ball away from your back line, clear your back line, 
you know, reset up for the next challenge. So, you know, and if Coughlin's, you know, seen that in him straight away and thought, you know, I can, I can work with him, fair play. But I, I could see him, I could see potentially, you know, giving, you know, Drysdale's a similar-ish type of player, isn't he? So I could see him giving him a run out on Saturday. And so he's got some comparisons to have a look at, you know, him, Dimitri Clark, and then, and then, and then Priestley, and then, you know, see, see what, see what Drysdale can do. Um, I don't know what we do up front. Um, whether we would, I, I, you know, do we bring, do we give Zimber a game? I've not seen it. I've not seen enough of him to suggest he can do anything. But if we don't play him, we'll never know. I, I guess. Yeah, I still think Bogle's going to be the main man, isn't he? I think. Yeah. He's he's a good striker for this level, and he'll he'll get you ten to fifteen goals a season at this level. Yeah. It's such a shame about Zanzala, isn't it? That would be because he's had another setback, hasn't he? Because yeah, so looking, for, I'm so looking for. You know, he was, you know, I saw him at Sutton on the first game, and I thought him and Bogle would be a handful for for, for any defence in this league, and we just haven't had a chance to play them together, which is a real shame. Yeah, there was there was some excitement one there around Zanzala start of the season, and he's just had absolutely torrid luck with uh, with injuries. Um, yeah. I think Drysdale, you make a good point there that. He probably compares quite similarly to Priestley, and um, some of his wobbles at the start of the season were when he was caught in possession, weren't they? So, yeah, maybe playing a simpler game will will play to his strengths as well. Now, yeah, but exactly. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit that given we're 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 18th in the league and we're four points above the drop. Yeah, I still think the league needs to be the focus. I think we've probably got a bit more depth than we've had in previous seasons, but I think as nice as a cup run would be, given given how the table looks this side of Christmas, I, I think the league can be can be the focus. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the league is the focus, but I don't. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I wasn't worried about where we where we were, you know, with Robbie in charge, and I'm certainly not worried with Cochrane. You know, we we look quite difficult to beat. No one's going to tank us. I think we're going to pick up points, so I'm not. I don't think we should be looking over our shoulders. I think there's 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 far worse teams in this division than us. I really I really do. Um, Absolutely. So we there. will, you know, we will pick up enough points to be to be safe and be fine. So why not make sure, you know, Colchester looked poor when they came when they came over the other week, didn't they? Why not make sure we get through this round? You know. We could then have an easy, a reasonable draw in the second round. Before you know it, we could be in with the big boys, can we? So, uh, you know, why not go for the cup? I, I, I don't see any reason why we can't, you know, make a few tweaks, but still put out a really strong team against Colchester and go and try and win it. And I'm a big believer, I know it's mega cliched, but when you're winning games, you know, when you're not losing games, that breeds confidence and momentum. So let's keep it going. Let's put out a good side against Colchester and let's beat them. Yeah, by no means am I suggesting that um, you know we we play the kids or put out you know a second string side, but we've played the the same same eleven in all the first three games. This is the first yeah. full week of training that they've had under Cochlan, and then we play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. So I'm just, yeah. I think rotation it, is probably for that Tuesday night game yeah. against Leicester. I think rotation is a necessity. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think you're right. I think you know we we do need to make some changes for the Leicester game probably, um, 
but I think it's trying to do it judiciously, isn't it? It's trying to make sure that you still put out a team that has the, the that can compete and that can get you a potential result. And you know, if anyone's carrying a knock, rest them. But you know, if they're not and they're looking okay and they're looking fit and firing, then there's an element of going along with with Coughlin's thing. You know, you've got the shirt, hold the shirt. You know, and that that creates that competition in the squad as well. So. I, I'm sort of with you. We need to make some changes, but I, I don't want us to make too many. Um, is 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 my view? Yeah, yeah. I think that we've got players that are capable of coming in, like we've just discussed. I think so if we do make changes, I don't think we're significantly weaker for them. Your likes of bringing yeah. Lewis in, Wildig, you know, the experienced players. Yeah, I really don't think there's too much of a risk bringing those players in. Yeah, um, it's funny. It's funny where I don't know what's what's happened to Aaron. He seems to have drifted off, doesn't he? In these first three games, he hasn't been near the hasn't near even the been squad in the match or anything. Day Eleven, has he? Uh, match yeah. day eighteen. Yeah, that's been a little bit unusual because he was, you know, with his versatility as well. You you'd say he's nailed on for at least a place in the squad. At least on the at least on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit strange. So as we've discussed, we have got three games coming up in the next uh, next week. We have got Colchester at home. Uh, on Saturday, we got Leicester away, and then we got Stockport at home. Personally, I think we'll probably win both those home games, but I think it could be a tough ask away to Leicester. They've they've not been going great in the league, and uh, I think they might be keen to use the opportunity at home against a a lower division side to kind of build some confidence. And they might they might try and put a couple past us. How do you think the the next three games are going to go? Yeah, I, li- I like your bold prediction straight away of two home wins. Uh, I love that. Since we barely barely scrapped a point at home of all season, so that's good. I think we'll definitely. I, I think we'll beat Colchester and progress in that one. Uh, I think, yeah, I think Leicester will be a really really tough uh, gig. Um, to be honest with you, I suspect though Leicester. I think they'll make a lot of changes because I think for them that co- that conversation about focusing on the league which we've just had is more critical for them than it is for us you know they are still i think right in saying are they in the relegation spots or just outside them so i think they'll change quite a lot of players and i think we could be playing a relatively inexperienced Leicester team for that one um which gives us you know a real outside sniff if we can be you know mega pragmatic and keep it really tight then we you know we, we could sneak one or take it to a draw, win it on pens. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to be positive there, but I think it's going to be a very, very tough ask at Leicester. And, and I think all we can ask for is that we give a really good account of ourselves and see where we are at the end of the 90. Um, Stockport, interesting for me. They, they, I really fancied them. I think there's quite a few did, you know, to come up and do really well. They haven't set the scene, haven't set the league on fire, have they, this year? 14 um, at the moment. Yeah. I... I always predict us to win, don't I? So, but I could see that one being a draw. But I'm going to go. I'm going to say that we're going to sneak it like you. I think we're going to go for. We'll have a two. I think we're going to beat Colchester quite well. I think we're going to put two or three past them, um, and I think we'll beat Stockport two one. Heard it here first. We'll get the Ian Street totaliser out before you know it. We're going to get into playoffs. <laughs> oh, we're getting into playoffs, no doubt, Reese. You, you know, you know that's where we're going, don't you? <laughs> well, we're trending in the right direction at the moment. You know, if you take exactly win your home games, draw your away games. Promotion form. Perfect. Perfect. This is a brief one this evening, so we're going to move on to any shout-outs and beefs. So I do have a shout-out that um, Jack reminded me of just before we came on air, that the um, Ronnie Parade ground staff 
won the uh, Football Grounds Team of the Year at the Grounds Management Association Awards. So considering where well our pitch was a couple of uh, couple of seasons ago, you know, huge well done to them and they're rightly getting the plaudits they deserve. Yeah, that's, it, is a, you know, it is a massive turnaround, that, isn't it, from where we were. So brilliant work to uh, all of them. Yeah, great stuff. So I'll throw it over to you. Shoutouts or beefs? Well, I'm going to, um, this was going to be a beef and it's turned into a shout out. And my beef was going to be about Mickey's long throws. Um, I was, I've got, I got sick and tired of every time we had a throw in. It was exactly the same. He would just come up, launch it aimlessly into the middle of the box where two big central defenders or the keeper with his long arms would just clear it. And there was no change to that. Now, you know, Maybe this is Cochrane's genius, but we seem in the last couple of games to have slightly changed that routine where Mickey's actually aiming for a runner that's coming from the front post, usually Norman, to then get a flick on and cause a bit of chaos. Um, and that has worked, that worked at Northampton. And, you know, I've seen some change to that long throw routine. And I've, I've been calling out for that for a bit of change, there, a bit of variety in our sort of set piece stuff for, for a while. So it, it looks my, like a threat my, again, my, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And it, which is what it should be. But it, it, came, it became really formulaic, didn't it? Um, and, and it's great to see like a little bit. Of just it's not, it's not rocket science, is it? But just a little bit of change to that. Um, and maybe this is one of the things that Cochrane's got, hasn't it? Just as you were saying, keep it simple, you know, you're not trying to do anything particularly clever here. Let's just get a runner on the front post. Try and hit him with your throw, which is a really good weapon. It's really accurate. We've, um, um, we've mentioned before the the departure of Hatswell being important, but Hatswell used to do all the set pieces, didn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know how much influence over the set pieces was lost when he left. And then uh, with Robery, then maybe, maybe he didn't have a set piece guru that like Hatswell and maybe that's why the the long throws weren't quite as effective anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's it's a really good point on on hats. Um, and it's just good to see just a bit of variety, isn't it? Something you know, clearly they're working on something on the training pitch, even though they haven't had that long on it. So that's really good. The only point, the other point I wanted to make briefly, it's not really a shout out or a beef, but it's the it's the the issue of the possession and the stats because I know that we got you know people know that I can't stand the stats. Um, but it's been interesting to see that we we've, we've been quite happy to give away the possession stats in all three games, haven't we? That that all three teams have had way more possession than us, but I think we've had the better chances and and have you know picked up the points that we wanted. So it's quite an interesting one. That be interesting to see how that progresses as things go on. As a little just a little pointer to the uh, the stats gurus out there. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see whether that's. I know you said before about Cochrane wanting a couple of windows to put his identity on there, and he said mm. a few things in the press conferences as well about you know not being able to get out on the training pitch and it'll take time. So I wonder if that's just kind of his his way of coming in and immediately making an impact, or whether that is how he will set up from uh, you know when when he's had time to form the team in his image, whether that's that's the style you want to play. Yeah, I, I can see it. I think it will change and evolve over time. But I think, as you said, right, right at the start, at the minute, he's trying to do things really simply, isn't he? You know, simple messages to the, to the back four, you know, simple stuff around pressing, you know, 
getting that ball into the box a little bit more, you know, maybe a bit earlier than we've had in the past. You know, Lewis down, uh, down the left-hand side has been whipping the balls in. None of that is particularly complex stuff, is it? You know, it's it, but it, but if everyone knows their job and they're clear about what they're doing, let's get that bit right. And he's not worried about where the possession is. He's just saying, when we've got it, let's do what we want to do with it. When they've got it, let's just set up really well against against them and keep them out. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, is there? You know, we haven't had many clean sheets this season, and and you know, we, we've 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 looked all right. So more of that, I think, and then we'll see what happens as he gets time on the training pitch. Let's see as we go in go into Christmas if we can make a little bit of maybe some tweaks in the transfer market. I think the Christmas market's a bit irrelevant for us to a certain extent, but there might be a couple of there might be an addition we can make, and then it'll be interesting then in the summer, won't it? And see what happens. By which stage we'll be flying high in the in the league, as we all know. I know it's very early to to think of these things, but at the moment we look like we need some reinforcements at top, don't we? With uh, yeah, with Oz being injured, um, it's be interesting to see which which direction he goes um, when it comes to that and how yeah. he uh, how he approaches it, what kind of players he targets. Yeah, yeah, I think we might have. I can see targeting someone a bit more robust in midfield. Um, uh, and you know, maybe up top as well, like you say, and that would you know, a couple of additions there wouldn't go amiss, I don't think. No, definitely. So, unless you have any any further shout outs and beefs. No, no, I guess my my, my slight beef is the fact that I haven't been able to get any, there's not been any games in the north for a while. What's going on? Get up north. All right then. So all that's left Good is stuff. for me to thank Ian for joining me this evening. Pleasure as always. Thank all of you for listening. And until next time, keep it candy. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.